What is up, everybody? Everybody wants to rule the world. Except Oz, because he um, he's a very humble individual. We had a great conversation today. Um, no, it was a good time. We went to the Quad Cities, me and Molly. Um, we, like I said in the episode, we recorded at Eastside Sound Studios to a track. Did some fun stuff. Uh, we, yeah, we were there for like, like, <laughs> like fucking three and a half hours. And two of those three and a half hours were trying to... <laughs> figure out how to set the FL. I guess the guy that was um, supposed to show up and do that didn't do that. So, um, But we, we did a good track. It was a lot of fun. Then we did a podcast. I don't remember where the fucking site is that we did at. Maybe best that, that they don't know. I don't know. I think it's... I know it's associated with the uh, Quad City Arts stuff. Um, and it, it was downtown. It was nice. Um, one one of the things I want to mention before starting the episode is, um, toward the end especially, there is a lot of background noise. Just the just the venue it was at, it wasn't it was it had a great setup, but it just it wasn't necessarily the best for, um, you know, sound prevention. There was another event going on down the hall. There was it seemed to be like a, it was like, a, God damn it, dude! Can you not chew that during my podcast? Why do you have to be such a fuck? Jesus. Anyways, uh, so we did this, yeah. But there was a lot. There was a lot of uh, there's a lot of noise going on in the background, and um, ironic that Duke decided to start chewing on his toy at that point. Um, but yeah, it was weird. There was like it was like a seven person, like round table discussion type deal. I don't. Know. Aubrey was saying that it was like something with they were doing like a live reading or something. I don't know. But anyways, we had a we had a really good conversation. We talked about a lot of different things that um I think that we I think this conversation was kind of the conversation that we've always kind of wanted to have. We've kind of always danced around a lot of the topics that we covered today. I think we finally got to them. Um because you know he's he's primarily a you know a teacher and artist actually we hadn't ever talked about his teaching so i'm really glad that we got to talk about that um but he's a very he's a very good individual very kind individual and um hope you guys enjoyed the episode all right Hello, everybody. You're watching Slash Listening to the McAllister Hours. I'm your host, as always, Cole McAllister. Um, we are live in the Quad Cities yep. with OBS. I guess not live. We're live here. Yeah, <laughs> right now we're live. Live enough. Live but for Molly. It'll be live to them, too, <laughs> just live in a different way. So. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing I'm doing really good. You know, like really good despite all <clears> the, <throat> the busyness I'm kind of caught into. As well, yeah. you know. We've had a busy fucking day. We were at... Uh, Eastside Sound Studio mm-hmm. uh, recording. It took it took us a little bit to figure it all out, but we got and we, we got the track laid out. We're Fruity Loop experts. 
<laughs> All y'all who went to school for four years, we learned it in, in an hour. What up? <laughs> what up, you college bastards? Right. <laughs> you got nothing on. No degree. <laughs> Speaking of degree, I wanted to ask you before we start. Uh, so you just recently finished your you just recently finished your program, correct? Yeah, yep. I finished my uh, my bachelor's in educational studies from uh, Western Governors University uh, just like a couple months ago. And then I jumped into this little master's program at Western Illinois University uh, just to kind of get my licensing to work with, like, more special needs and, like, mm. behavioral, like, cultured students, you know. So Okay. It just uh, made sense. So uh, how's being back in school been? Because you're teaching as well, right? Yeah, yeah, man. Teaching just been... <laughs> you're just busy as hell, man. Man, like, <laughs> teaching, like, and, like, mind you, it's only been, like, a week. Like teaching in this app, like in this atmosphere, like I always tell, like I always try to make it a point to people, like though I'm in this like realm of like teaching, I've always been a teacher. Like I was always teaching workshops on the side. I was always mm. always running these little projects I was doing. So like, it's still teaching just in a different platform where, like, there's more paperwork, <laughs> there's more responsibilities, there's more like, of just like, uh, being okay failing. I guess like this, mm. like I've been like. <laughs> We've only been in for like a week and like I've been like really just trying to accept the fact that like this is my first time teaching in this room and like I'm going to fuck up. Like I can't try, th- I can't keep thinking like, oh yeah, I'm going to be my first year. Awesome. There's not going to be any mistakes. It's not going to be any errors. It's like, man, like that's just setting yourself up for mm. failure. <laughs> you just got to be okay with fucking up and like depending on people. So I think that's like hard for me too, just like being somebody who's like a creative where like I just depend on myself with my creativity. Mm. You know, it's just like something where like I don't have to really have ask for help for nothing. Like I know how to do it. So like for me, it's always like quote unquote perfect. But yeah. Now that I don't, which is good to have in like that space. I think there's nothing wrong with having that space, but like when it's trying to make, when you put it into a broad entity of how you think, like, and you go into spaces where you're like, Oh, well, I'm perfect at this. I'm not going to fail. Like with me teaching, it's just like, no, it's going to happen though. Like it, <laughs> if you don't accept that part, like shit's going to just fuck up all the more. So like I've just had, I've, it's made me more like, not really like looking at myself in a bad way. If I like, if I give the kids 10 more minutes of math on accident or if I'm not teaching a lesson because somebody just fought in the hallway and I'm like, man, like there was a fight in the hallway. Y'all ain't even thinking about work. Let's just play some games. You know, like Hmm. I got to be able to understand like, that's just, it's going to be like that until I figure shit out. Like, so I'm going to fuck up and I got to be okay with that. So it's been humbling in that. Like it's been hard, but it's been humbling for sure. Yeah. I feel like I have that same issue personally. Like every time I, whether it's musical or my job, I always feel like, I'm so self critiquing myself, and I if I fuck up, I is like a dagger in my brain. And I'm just constantly thinking, mm-hmm. you know. It's really easy to get in that trap. Yeah, seriously, I, I've had I have uh, this really good homie, um, Anna, her name. Uh, it's my homie from uh, Indianapolis. Uh, but she kind of like she kind of put me on this like mantra I've kind of created for myself, just like saying like shit don't got to be perfect to be worth it. You know, like <clears throat> I don't got to create a perfect lesson plan to get kids' attention. Like if I'm just if I'm just like a human making mistakes and like switching things as needed and like I'm human about it and still like present with the kids, I'm cool. Like I don't gotta be, I don't gotta make a perfect ass list and be like, oh, I'm not gonna be, I'm gonna be mad. Or I'm gonna feel less of a teacher if that shit don't work. It's just like it ain't gonna work sometimes. Like, yeah. Like sometimes you'll have a kid like having a mental breakdown. You'll have a find the classroom. That shit'll happen and you won't be able to do the shit you want. Like that's okay. <laughs> but it's, yeah. It's hard because it's just like it's one of those things like I think we're just programmed to try to think of things like, as judge everything as like good if it's perfect, you know. Mm-hmm. So being able to shift the idea like it's good if it's if it's imperfect too is like it's the hard it's been hard like 
try not to be perfect or try to be yeah. something but just do my shit. Well, I you know, I appreciate that outlook because I feel like there are a lot of people who um they think of education like they have to like you said, like it has to be perfect and they feel like they have to control everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they're and like parents alike too. Like they're not really willing to let their kid <clears throat> or their student or whatever, like really explore options and really mm-hmm. you know, uh I listened to have you heard of the Dark Dark Horse podcast? No, I never heard of that joke. Um Brett and Heather or Brett Weinstein and Heather Hine, I highly recommend it. Um, you know, they were talking about they're big bio, um, biology people, and they were talking about evolution and how it's necessary for us as humans to develop to, you know, to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. To, you know, if yeah. you're outside and you, you scrape your knee, like that's going to be more beneficial to you than sitting in a box playing video games all day, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like you're going to pull something from it that like makes you more, more of you. But like that, that's one thing that I kind of like. I've noticed that about myself where like because I'm such just like a just go with the flow person, like I kinda looked at that look at like that kind of like seeps into what I do educationally and it looks different from everybody. And sometimes I kinda feel isolated in it. I'm like, man, like I'm I'm the only one willing to break this rule right now because this dude's breaking. It kind of feels like I'm like an island of isolation. It's not to say like none of my co like my coworkers are dope as fuck. Like all the coworkers I work with at the school that I work mm-hmm. at, like they're they're all dope at what they do, like I always make a point to say that because, like, I'm super quiet and to myself at work. So I think people receive me as it's like, oh, he thinks he's better than everybody. He's, talking, but he's like, no, like, I just don't like. But I'm in the zone. I'm in the zone. But, like, I'm here to work, work. So, like, I feel like they're, they're dope as heck. But I feel like there was a situation that happened um, with one of my students uh, last week. And the student came in with a hoodie. And, like, one of our rules for school is, like, you don't wear hoodies inside and all this. So, like. It's something that staff, like, stick to to the T because we're like, we got to honor the rules. We've got to follow the rules. We've got to follow the law. <laughs> My whole state and churchism, you know. Yeah. Plumber <laughs> is like, we got to follow the law to do great at our job. So, but what they didn't know was, like, this kid who came with the hoodie, like, he just got a, got pulled from his grandma from, like, the, by, DC, by mm. DC, DCFS, I think it was on that. And he got pulled. And then um, the person who adopted him, this, like, 21-year-old, like, white girl. What? How they even let her adopt but who Single, <laughs> single. Oh my goodness! You know, like adopted him, oh and like I think after a week they're like, "Man, have you ever read a paper? Like ever? Like come on!" I'm saying like, hey, "What do you think that works at?" And it's just like, mind you, I used to like at some point. It's before like I started really thinking about shit and be like, "That doesn't work, you dummy!" Like I always thought like, "Man, like if I adopted a kid, like I do by myself." But it's just like you have to have that both dynamic for the kid. You have like, to have two. I've seen I've seen where it's like transformed because it's been proven time and time again. I'm yeah. telling you, you have to. It's one of those things. It's, it's not a whole like I know people who are like on that fem- feminist kind of like that that talk <laughs> that toxic feminist type thing. They're like, oh no, I can do well, it by I can myself. Do it's yeah. like no, you can't. It's like you really can. You're just gonna fuck up kids all the more if you have that mindset. But like, what that said, this person who adopted him, they're like, they adopted him for a week and they couldn't do it anymore. So this kid had to go to a shelter, sleep in a city uh, away from his Christ. family, about by himself. This kid comes in, like, in a hoodie, and, like, the, the staff were kind of on him, like, so, saying, like, oh, he can't wear a hoodie inside, he can't wear a hoodie inside, and, like, I told my uh, admins at the time that I was, like, yo, like, if this kid comes in with a hoodie, yo, I'm going to let it go. Like, I'm not worried about a hoodie right now. Are you fucking serious? Like, this nigga just went through those worst shit in the world. <laughs> it's like, where Lil Warriors said, that's, that's a place of comfort and security. So, like, I got past the staff, like, nah, they can wear the hoodie down, and, like, one of them, like, super healthy puffy about it, but I was, like, man, like, if you don't get it, like, damn, that just kind of shows, like, how, like, you can't, like, that. that's, when I think about those moments, like, P- 
people have no place to be mad at people who say like, man, my teacher sucked. Like my teachers were terrible because like moments like that. Like you're you're more worried about a hoodie than letting that kid just be just like being able to be like, you know what? Like, why? Like why do you want to wear it inside? Like let, let's just yeah. talk and hang out. You know, it's funny. I talked to this kid and hung out with him for two hours. We didn't even do work when he got in, and like two hours later, he had his hoodie off, like they wanted. I'm like, oh, I just had to talk to him. Like, have you ever tried that? Like, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, so. I honor that part of me that like is willing to kind of bend the rules a little bit, but you know, <laughs> no, I, I, I appreciate that. Uh, do you, do you find yourself like, like kind of in an uphill battle? Cause I, I feel like, you know, just knowing you as a person, I don't, <clears throat> I don't know how much you fit into the mold of like education. You know I mean? That's not, yeah. that's not, um, you know, that I, I actually view that as a compliment. Like, yeah. I think we need more people in that, but do you ever, do you ever find like, a lot of frustration in that with oh, yeah. coworkers or anything like that. No, I just like, and like, again, it has something to do with my coworkers. I think it just got yeah. something to do just, with I like, guess just the system no, in general. No, but no, I'm glad that you said that though. Cause like there is like basis like where like it's validated to feel like, feel kind of like the fish out of water <clears throat> and all that. And like be like kind of feel like the fish out of water about or around other educator, educators. Mm-hmm. But like for me, like I don't think it's anything my ed, the educators I work with do, but it's more so just a perception of like what education has kind of been deemed like as a whole, like, it kind of makes me feel a sense of like, I shouldn't be there. Cause like, I think about it like this. So uh, when we began this year off uh, before, like the kid, we had like a whole PD, we had like a half a PD week where we like did like professional developments and we're mm-hmm. setting our classrooms up. And I was in my classroom setting it up with my uh, TA and my para at the time and um, the new gym teacher. And like, mind you, he didn't do this on purpose. It was just kind of showed just to make a point. But like we had a new gym teacher who walked into my classroom and like he had these, uh, his schedule and he walked past me and gave it to my TA, who is a white woman, and then he walked out, and I'm like, wow, like, that's something that people would call, like, a microaggression, get mad at and all that, but I'm like, I'm like, he didn't know, but, like, that's interesting that he, like, assumed that, like, because I'm black and a male, that I'm not a teacher, and he gave it to <laughs> the white woman in my classroom thinking she was the teacher. I'm like, wow, this is interesting, but, like, I think it's things like that that kind of, like, back to what you were saying, like, kind of make me feel like I don't belong sometimes. Like, mm, I'm yeah. like, man, I come here, I'm this black educator, like, who's a male, like, this is different. Like, I just think different because, like, I feel like people, like, I tell people like this, like, it's kind of like a thing where, like, I don't even say it with a negative connotation or, like, anything. It's like, oh, like, I just don't feel like I fit in. Like, I just feel like I was telling Seven, uh, Seven the Misfit, Misfit this at the way to the studio where, where we're going to, but I told him like this, like, my little sister described me as, like, last time I hung up my little sister uh, who just recently moved to Nashville, she described me as, like, a person who, like, is kind of, like, somebody who has, like, a ghost blanket thrown over him. And, like, <laughs> he has, like, the little eyes out and everything. And I'm looking around at people. And I'm noticing people. But nobody's, like, really noticing me. But there's maybe a couple people that are, like, you see this weird motherfucker in a, like, a, <laughs> who has some blanket thrown, thrown on him with these crazy socks? Like, why is there anybody pointing at him? Like, this motherfucker's weird as shit. She's, like, that's who you are. And, like. That honestly look he inspired a pro, uh, project I wanted to work on in the future. <laughs> but um, I think just being that person, like, I've always felt like that in, like, whatever space that I am, like, that I'm there, but I'm really not there. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. fully belong. Like, whether it's, like, growing up, again, like, being somebody who's called white all the time, I didn't feel kind of, like, in the, like, I didn't feel like I didn't belong in what blackness was. So, like, everybody's saying I'm white because I talk white, because I dress white, because I fight white, because <laughs> I fuck with white. <laughs> Not coke. That sounds like drugs. And it sounds like something that was sexually weird, but I'm like, because I dated white girls, like, growing up, because I was, again, like, it was, it's that interesting science where, like, I heard that I was white so much. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'll fit in here. But, like, with that said, like, I felt like I never was, like, fully a part of blackness. 
being somebody who wrote poetry growing up, I wrote poetry because like I didn't feel like I could rap because people said I was white. So I don't really feel like I fully fit into rap. So I wrote poetry and now being somebody who's spoken word, who was influenced by rap, I don't really feel fully a part of like what spoken word poetry is, you know? And I feel like I've always had these little threads of like always feeling like not completely apart. Like it's no different here. Like I'm like, man, like I don't really feel like I should be a teacher. Cause like, I'm just different, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it's not to say that nobody else is different, but it's just like, you know, like I don't know what it is. It's just that, because of like what the image of what a teacher is, I just don't fit that. Yeah. Like what it is like people. And I'm like, damn, like, am I an imposter right now? Should I really well, be here? Like, well, <laughs> if I can offer my two cents, I think the, uh, the image of a teacher is, uh, for me, I <clears throat> was always terrible in school. I've never liked the, you know, just the structured education system. And yeah. I, I know, you know, I always tell people you're one of the smartest people I know. So oh, I, I'm confident that whatever you're doing, you're doing it in a, um, intelligent roundabout way you're not just you know winging it or whatever yeah (laughs) man it's just like it's sometimes i'm sometimes i be mad at myself like damn like i wish i was one of the motherfuckers just wing shit because like this shit is hard (laughs) but you got to sit down and really think like okay i gotta write this lesson plan that's really going to be effective for this student over here this student over here this student Mm -hmm. over here who like is five levels behind these students over here and then having this student over here who's not even verbal like when you try, like, I could be that just teacher who's just like, I'm just going to teach this one thing, and if you get it, you get it, whatever. <laughs> but I'm like, man, like, it's hard work, but, you know, yeah. it's like one of those things that, like, have you, you've seen the movie Soul before, right? Saw? Soul. Oh, Soul. No, I have not. Oh, bro. Watch that shit. Oh, my goodness. Like, that's the jazz one, right? The animated. Watch that shit. Yeah. Like, that's one of the movies that I think I'll recommend to, like, the day I die, because that movie is just, like, it's just powerful. Like, I, if, if I give you kind of like, like kind of, if I talk about it, well, like, are you a spoilers? Like, I don't want any spoilers. No, no, go for it. Go for it. So like the movie's about like this guy whose name's, he's named, his name's Joe. He's a middle school teacher who teaches band mm. and he's like a super badass like pianist. And he plays for like, he's played for like jazz concerts, jazz bands. It's like, he's really dope at what he does. Mm-hmm. And um, he gets this gig. His, one of his past students say who he was a teacher to hit him up and said, I have this gig with a, Dorothea, like this, like Dorothy, I believe her name was, like this big jazz singer. And it's like, yo, like that's a big gig. Like I'm going to leave my middle school job, go chase this gig. And um, he ends up getting the gig. And right after he gets it, he dies. <laughs> this dude just died because he made a mistake and all that. But um, after he dies, he becomes the soul. And mm-hmm. um, he finds out that he's about to die. But he's like, man, I'm trying to get this gig back. Like I'm going to uh, die and all I that, see. you know. <clears throat> Pretty much like the, the, the whole long story short, the rum of the movie, like, he kind of finds out that, like, he thinks his purpose is to be, like, a jazz player and all this. And, like, he forget like, there's parts of the movie where it, it shows threads of, like, how he's impacted the kids around him and how impactful he could be. Like, there's threads of, like, him enjoying life in that, you know. And he realizes that, like, man, like, life isn't about jazz. I'm this dope-ass jazz player. Like, life's about just enjoying what I do in the present moment, you know. And he that's mm-hmm. made him a better person living in life. So, like, I really, like, connected with that movie. And I, I tell people like this, like, I feel like, if Joe wasn't a black middle school teacher who was like a creative, I don't think I would have connected with it as much as I mm. did. Like, I feel like kind of like goes spoken of like why, like it's dope to have like diverse characters mm. in movies. You know, if he was a white dude, I would be like, Oh man, I feel that. But I don't think I would have felt it the same because I connected with this dude. Cause he was yeah. like black, you know, I feel like there's something to be said about that, you know, but um, I connected with that movie so much. of just like, man, like I'm the same, like I'm pretty much Joe. Like I'm a middle school teacher right now. Like, and I'm dope, like, I love fucking art. Like, I love poetry, rap. Like, I'm dope at what I do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've kind of been, like, in this kind of, like, transition as of lately of kind of, like, not 
putting myself such an like not investing myself so much in identity that like I'm like getting to this like unnecessary grief when when it's gone. And I say that and, and like in the fact of just like realizing that like with this master's program with teaching, my whole schedule is like Monday through Friday. I'm where I am teaching and I'm a student. I ain't touching nothing art. <laughs> Saturdays, it's my strict art day. And if I have some like lesson plans to put together, I'm going to do that. But Sunday is for sure going to be a work day. And I got to make that a work day because that's the next day. And I got to get everything ready for students, you know. It's kind of been like I've been less of an artist. Not even that. I, like I've been less of an artist in poetry and rap. Mm. I've just been an artist in education right now. And it feels like that like I've kind of caught myself being so invested in being like an artist, being a spoken word artist, being a rapper, that like I feel a sense of like Damn. unnecessary grief. And this sense of unnecessary grief of just like, man, like, oh, I'm not going to be a rapper anymore. I'm not going to be a poet anymore. Kind of like thinking that my life purpose was that. So it's like, no, like literally when I think about it, there's this, um, you know, those uh, books in kindergarten that you, they have you do, like where you like have that about, about me. She that's like, like your favorite color, mm, your favorite yeah. food, your mm-hmm. parents' names, and what do you want to be when you grow up? I shit you not, um, when I was in kindergarten, and I got to find this fucking, like, I got to find this book at my parents' house because it's there, and I want to just show people to, because I want to show them the receipts of this because I think people will think it's, like, bullshit because it sounds so mystical. But when I was in a, when I was in kindergarten, when I wrote this book, what I wrote that I wanted to be was a teacher. I wrote that when I was six, seven years old in, like, kindergarten you know <laughs> and it's just like the fact that like it's happened now i'm like man like i'm always where i was supposed to be like the universe has been mm-hmm. like yo like you're doing all these things but you got to remember at your core like this is where you're this is where you know you've always should have been so it's just like what this kind of done for me is just like even though it's like hard ass work like it's exhausting like that's just already tired after a week so like i'm like i'd be lying if i'm if i, if I didn't say like god damn i got 176 more days of this shit <laughs> like oh shit like this shit's gonna hurt like yeah i'd be real. lying if i said that wasn't there but at the same time i'm like man like it's kind of dope to know that i'm where i know i've always supposed to be i've always supposed to been at you know i'm I'm, I'm finally here after like that seven-year-old who wrote in that book i'm gonna be a teacher like i'm here yeah. it's just like i just gotta enjoy it you know so like i've just been enjoying it so like it's kind of offset the exhaustion a little bit like every day is emotionally exhausting mentally exhausting physically exhausting you know, it's just exhausting in general because I'm giving myself to students and shit. Wow. You know, yeah. and it's just like, man, like, but it's cool because like I, I'm where I'm, I'm right where I'm where I wanted to be. You know. Yeah. Well, there's like, obviously a huge amount of drive. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. You know, that's fucking awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, I love what you do, man. You do a ton of shit. Yeah. It's awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah, um, fun shit. you just released your last project in it, not of it. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's shit. talk about that. Ah, what, shit. What that was that. that was a dope little project. First man. of all, let me ask you, like. Cause I kind of picked up on it through listing it, but what would you say is like the overall concept and meaning of that project to you? Um, it's kind of just like, like my life really, like, like I kind mm. of told you, like being this kind of like, kind of this like mystical ghost kind of fig- figure mm. around people. Like I've always okay, been that person who's, that, yeah. I've always been a person who's, who's like in it and not of it. Like I'm black, but black people will tell you different. <laughs> so I'm in it, but I'm not really fully of it. And also, like, the white folks over here, they'll tell you I'm cool, but they'll also tell you that I live in the ghetto and that my parents are ghetto and all that. And they said I need to stop talking to Bonics. So I'm always in it over here, but not of it, you know? So I've always been, like, kind of this fish out of water in different places. I haven't, like, fully been, like, in one place. So I feel like it's kind of been healthy for me in a sense of just, like, I know how to just, like, observe spaces and not really judge them. I'm not saying that I don't judge places. Like, I still judge people. Like, 
I just told a homie this morning, people say the whole shit like, you can't judge a book, book by its cover. Motherfucker, that's what the book cover's for, <laughs> judging. Like, I do judge. Like That's, that's too, funny. Like, <laughs> motherfuckers be lying when they say, like, I'm not a judgmental person. It's like, yes, you are. <laughs> I think I think that's a human a human component. Yeah. I don't think anybody is it's just non-judgmental. Like, shut your ass up. Like, you a judge, but, like, I judge still, but, like, I feel like, I, there's an art of judge, judgefulness and judgment that I've kind of learned where like, there's some things that I just kind of observe and just like take in and be like, wow. Okay. Like this person who said this and that. Yeah. There's a difference between like jumping to a conclusion and thinking something through. Exactly. Know? Really kind of sitting with something, you know, like I feel like I've always been that person who's just like, okay, what's sitting with things, you know, just sitting with things and like not really jumping to like, oh, this is wrong or this is right, but, like, being able to sit with them and, like, really understand them. So, like, I think being in and not of it has kind of, like, made me observe life in that way. So that's kind of what that project's dedicated to, like, kind of like me my rawest form of just, like, this is what in and not of it looks like for me. Like, my this is what it looks like in my introversion of, like, not having friends, you know, quote, yeah, unquote. Yeah. This is what it looks like when I'm pondering, like, who I am, like, when I talk about tracks like God's, which is one of my favorite tracks, actually, low-key favorite tracks. I was actually just listening to that the day again. That's a... It really, I want to talk to you about that later. But yeah, yeah. I, I really, um, I really appreciate some of the sentiment yeah, in that track. Yeah, and just the project overall. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, like I had a lot of like, again, it was like a two year project where I was just piecing it together slowly with just homies. Like, I recorded it a lot. I, I have tracks from Preston. I have tracks from my homie uh, Oscar Franklin from the UK. Like a mm. super dope dude who I've been able to build a relationship like, oh, outside wow. of this country. You know, that's cool. He contributed all. to that project. Um, Orlando Coolridge from Chicago country to that project. So like having all these different people and then having like people do deliver verses like this dude, Ray, Ray Murado. If you haven't, if you have never checked out Ray Murado, bro, check his shit out. Like dude is stupid dope. Like he's just different, but like he's from Atlanta and mm. being able to like collab with dudes like from Atlanta and like have yeah. him put a verse on that, have catch a person from Cali, John Fletch throwing a verse on it. Like it was cool seeing all that collective energy and all the collaboration kind of like form this project that was like meaningful, you know? So it's definitely like one of my favorite rap wise because like since the syllables those projects are like that was me kind of just like showing off a little bit mm. art wise like I wasn't it was about anything rhyme or reason I was just rapping the rap but these ones are just about something like they're kind of just about like it's pretty much the the beginning of like what my projects are gonna start looking like from now on like they they're gonna be about something I'm gonna have those fun tracks where I'm just where I'm just doing rap shit but mm-hmm. like there's always gonna be a narrative or something about them like you know that's tied to like who I am and shit. Yeah, you know, one of the things I've always appreciated about you is you definitely have a concept behind yeah. each album. It's very apparent when you put a release that, like, there's a concept behind this. And like, mm-hmm. oh, uh, you know, there's there's messages within each song, but there's also over-circumferencing yeah. mm-hmm. thing. Well, you, I noticed in your track you had audio bits from your father. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> what, what what was all that about, and how'd that come about? And how'd he... How, does he listen to your music? Like, does he a fan of it? Or no, I don't think he listens to it. You know, it's one of those things. My <laughs> dad's like, <laughs> my dad's the most biggest like introvert in the world. Like, oh okay, he's super like. I feel like I, I, I all my introvert traits, I definitely pull from him. But, like, just little things he does. Like, I've just noticed it. So, like, he's just kind of like he's a dude who's who's dude who's yeah. like he's very in it and not of it. He's in the world. and He's like he doesn't get offended by shit. He doesn't really care about shit. And he's just okay, cool. This is just how I live. Uh, I enjoy you still. I like <laughs> you. You know, but um. So we were having this conversation and like whenever like I have this habit of like, and this is kind of where the biz tapes project kind of came from. But like whenever I have conversations with people that I think are going to be dope, I record them and I'm like, and let those be inspiration for like tracks later, you know, like there's a bunch of shit that I like homies who homies don't even know yet. Uh, so I make the tracks that like I recorded a conversation that we had that was about something that was like very 
tying to the song in the overarching mm. way. So like my dad's conversation, like it was one that I knew I was going to talk to him about like in and out of it and what that means to him. You know, I know I was kind of going in with that kind of agenda. So I was like, okay, let's hit this record and like, just talk about it and shit. But like really not kind of stage it, just have conversations like we usually do, you know? So I felt like it was just a good kind of like overarching. Mm. I think it was a good intro to kind of show like what I was kind of going for sort of in the project, even though it was from like somebody who was like a pastor and all that. Mm. There was a sense of truth in it where like, we've been so distracted by the world, by like all the shit we got that we don't know how to be in it and not of it. We're in it and of it. We're in it and of it by like, Oh, I'm liberal and all this, or I'm conservative, all this, or I'm like very black over here. Or I'm very white over here. And like, we're just in it and of it of label. We just don't know how to like really be, mm. be ourselves. You know, no, we don't have to lo- We don't know how to loosen up because we, we're so tied to like this identity and all this shit, you know? And being in it and not of it is like it, it just look it looks like pacifism. Hate people are like, oh, it looks moderate and all this. Like it's nothing really. It's just I don't really claim shit. I'm just here, like observing shit. And like I feel like when you have that like posture, like you don't really care about losing like a label or not being part of a club because you just experience life in its fullness, you know. Yeah. So that's kind of like the whole It's not concept. even really like a political stance by any means, just just simply just stating that, you know, we're we all have our own sides and we're all kind of it's just being, it's, it's funny because um, I had this, uh, I was, uh, DK was here about, I think, mm. DK and Andre and uh, I, I saw that, yeah. They Hell were yeah. here about two weeks, two or three weeks ago um, at the music venue that we have, the spot in Rock Island, and um, we were kicking it downstairs, and I had this moment with DK, he was talking to me, and like, we are kind of talking to me about like what I do, like, he's like, oh, like, so what do you, what kind of teaching do you do? And I'm like, oh, like, I'm an actual teacher. And he's like, oh, so you're saying that I'm not an actual teacher? And, like, he's kind of be just funny about it. I'm like, motherfucker, you know what I meant. Like, I was trying to say no shit. Like, I was just trying to posture myself. But, like, at the same time, I'm like, man, like, but also some real shit. Like, there was kind of, like, a little, like, shred of truth of, like, man, like, I can't, like, even in the, like, more, more like, even the, even the most pacifistic ways, like, I can't get tied to that label of being an actual teacher. Because, like, if I try to fit into that label, like, that's where my ego kind of gets out of place. And that's where I'm mm. in it and of it. That's where I kind of start trying to be a perfect teacher, be perfect this. But if I'm in it and not of it, like if I'm just in being a teacher, but I'm not actually a teacher. I'm just a human being who happens to be <laughs> over here because y'all hired me. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> if I'm just kind of in that spirit of just like not really living on a label, like I'm more of an observer and I know how to like act in moments according to like how it honors a human like aspect of the person. You know, I don't, I'm not looking at them like a, a textbook case study or an example to something of like, oh, mm-hmm. I learned about this kid and this textbook and all this because I'm a teacher because I'm in it and of it. I'm in the role of being a teacher. I'm of being a teacher. So like they come with mm-hmm. all this knowledge and shit, all these rules, and like in a really a religious stance really like is what I call it. Like they're so tied to these like 10 commandments of teacherism, the 10 commandments of liberalism that like they don't want to break it. But like mm-hmm. when you take that stance, that's why I kind of think the story of like Moses is pretty dope because like, when you take that stance of just breaking that tablet and just being a human, like, oh, like fuck this shit. Like, I would just be a person. I'm going to be in it and not of it. You're a lot more of a, of a healer to the world, I guess, in a sense, because you're like observing the world. You're not mad at shit. When a kid comes at you, say, I'm going to fight you, get in your face, spit in your face. You're like, like, you're just angry. Like, and I feel sorry for you, man. Like, I'm not, I'm not even going to like be angry and like try to fight you. Like, I'm just here, like seeing how angry you are. And like, damn, that hurts. And when you hit people with that shit, you know, like it's not to make it sound like any, like I'm per like any kind of like super like out there, like yoga type shit, but it's just like, it's a real thing. Like we had a situation a couple of days ago where a student had to like leave our school because he was just like overly violent. But like the student, when he was in the hallway being violent and all this, this is any other like screaming, cussing and all this, like some teachers were super intimidated. Cause like, he's a big kid and all that. He was a big, like 
six five type kid and all that. So he's intimidating all that. But like for me, like I've been around really intimidating dudes. Yeah, <laughs> I've been around yeah. dudes who had guns. Oh, <laughs> dudes who will like knock your head off with a baseball bat in like a blink of an eye. So like I'm like, he's not one of them. Like I'm not really scared of him. So like out of that, like since I wasn't scared of him, what was the end of it? Like of the moment he was kind of building up this anger moment where he's making everybody like response to this role of being scared, you know, I'm like, man, like this kid's just scared. He's just anxious and all that. So like I say like that's to say like having the uh that's kinda like a part like a, a big part of like just in and out of it. Which is why I kinda like have those like little snippets of conversations with like my dad and or like other people to kinda show like it's a thing that I'm really kind of like living in, you know, or learning how to live in. Yeah, yeah. Uh kind of related to that all that topic. Uh I'm curious what your thoughts because you know, you describe like uh, it reminds me of an Earl Sweatshirt verse: "Too white for the black kids, too white for the or yeah, too yeah, white yep. for black mm-hmm. kids, too black for the whites, or something like that." Yeah, yep, yep. I, um, the pendulum swing. Yeah, yeah. You have a very, you have a very uh, unique background, unique perspective. I'm curious what your thoughts on like, uh, you know, general dogmatism and uh, you know, groupthink, because I feel like those are kind of a lot of the topics that you're touching on in your album and this conversation. Yeah. You know, like, it's it's one of those scenes, like, I've kind of, like, I've told myself, like, I think for the longest time, like, I mean, like, oh, like, I'm a self-thinker, I'm an independent thinker and all this, but, like, that's not true. Like, like the things I'm influenced by, it's influenced by a group of people. Like, I'm influ- if I'm influenced by Sharon Salzberg, this Buddhist teacher, Richard Rohr, this teacher over here, uh, Howard Thurman, and, like, I'm, I'm, I'm attracted to this community of people who have that, like, thinking of, like, thinking outside the box. Like, I have a community there, too. Like, there's nothing wrong with, like, having, like, an outpost or a community, but it's just, like... And it's like, what is that community kind of like rooted in? Like, is it rooted in like just like rules, following rules, being good at the rules, not really being human? Or does it give like a space for being like imperfect and understanding that you're perfect and like people just kind of like valuing each other out of like just being human, you know? So like for a long as I told myself, like, I'm like, man, like I think group think is like terrible and all that. But I have a sense of group think. The things I think now mm. come from a group that I built up around me. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But like the group that I built up around me has made me like a group, like made me more uh, individual who like holds myself accountable for shit. Like doesn't think that I'm perfect and shit like that. Like it doesn't hold me up. I don't have a group of yes, man, you know, yeah, I have people yeah. like DK who will make those like subtle, like, Oh, so are you saying that like, I'm not an actual teacher? It's like, no motherfucker. I'm not saying that. Like, I feel like an average person would be like, man, like why are you trying to do that? Like be mad at that. But I'm like, man, like there's a little wisdom in that. Like, damn, like, I shouldn't really live in that label. So I appreciate that. But like having homies who like kind of facilitate mm. like my kind of movement like that, that's a group think. Like the one thing I'm always wary of is just like why the why behind it really, the yeah. tension and like what that group think is causing you to be like. And I, I talk about this often just cause like I, I come from it. It was a thing that I've learned to be in it or not of it now, but I was definitely in it. Like being somebody who was like super involved in like Christian church, like the Western Christian church, you know, from, from 19 to 25, like I was in college like bible study groups i was memorizing the bible i was reading the bible every day oh damn yeah praying like doing all these little things talking about like super just like theological things with all these people who thought the same way that i did you know so like i was in it deep you know and then 25 i kind of realized like man like this is just this is a place that was good for a moment like i don't think i really belong here you know so like in that i with kind of having that experience, I kind of like talk about Christianity the most because like I've had, I've had that past with it where I know like I've known it to be true because I was in it, you know, like the group thing that yeah. kind of like relies and just like Christianity kind of like is something that like I always question too because it's just like as much of it's of it is like saying like they're about people who love God, want to represent God, want to be God to people. There's a lot of like 
conditional shit there still. Like, oh, we're only going to love you, though, if you're like, if oh, you believe yeah, the same definitely. theological thing as us. We're only going to love you if you think hell's a literal place, if you think that we're all sinners, and if you think that yeah. Jesus died for our sins, and if you think Jesus was white, if you think that Jesus was this. Like, we'll love you then, but brother, like, if you're somebody who is out there listening to Jay-Z, or yeah, if you're out there, like, out there having premarital sex, I don't think you belong here, brother. And it's just like, the same people in this day and age that are woke were saying God hates fags 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, though, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm actually an atheist. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I, you know, I have a lot of opinions on dogmatism and, you know, the church. And I think, I think although there are situations where somebody could find something positive in that, um, I think there is a lot of danger of dogmatism. Yeah, it's you know, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it, like what we're in today with you know the political, you know, that's kind of thing that changed in my mind the last year because I always I always kind of had the mind that the two biggest problems for humanity were class and religion. Mm-hmm. But that I mean, the last year has completely changed. I mean, I just circumferences dogmatism. I don't really even really understand what that is for people exactly because mm. a lot of the you know there are a lot of you know, there are a lot of people in the atheist community mm-hmm. that fall and pray to dogmatism. You know, they, yeah. they have the, you know, the pad, they have the A, the big A, and it's mm-hmm. like they're forming a religion yeah. <laughs> while trying to say that they're, you know, yeah. not religious. And, you know, they take a lot of political stances and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a human condition trait that, I, I, not against me personally, but I feel like I just kind of never... I never got in that train. I never really yeah. like got with the group. I've always been kind of my mm-hmm. own person. So I've always struggled to understand that. But I feel like, I don't know. There's something that's innately human that is, I, I think with the age of technology and all that is just bringing us into this place and we don't really know what to do. Mm-hmm. Cause I understand you can't just like say, Hey, there's nothing you guys all, there needs to be some kind of structure. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, but it's a hard line. It, it, at what point does the structure become too big and become corrupt, and then we mm-hmm. have all these problems? It's just constant cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's, it's just like as, as long as ego lies there, like I, like I'm the person who's just like as long as ego lies there, like there's where destruction is. You know, like I've heard like the thing I tell people like my whole thing is like I'm more critical of like kind of like the Western. Western like kind of practice of Christianity because like it was rooted in yeah. it was rooted in like murder, rooted in rooted oh, yeah, in the like crusades, killing people. Man, people forget crusades, about the crusades, the Seldom like the Salem witch hunts and all that. Like it has a lot of blood on its hands, just like killing people who are like different and all that. So for me, I'm like I can't trust and this Christianity and say that you like trust this like dogma. It was like by people who like did this shit. Like hell no. Like how can you yeah. trust that? Like I also have a problem with the mass pedophilia that's in the higher ranks of the, you know, religious you know, institutions. It's a you, real problem. You know, it's crazy about that. Like it, like years ago, like when I was in that, I would have been a person who would have defended that. And so like, Oh, like, well, it's not everybody. It's not this and the other, but it's crazy that like one of my friends who was, um, who was a part of the church when I was a part of the church. Um, she does like photography and all this. Now we kind of like, we had this kind of like interesting relationship where like, we both were Christian at the same time going to this church in Moline. And then like, we were in it for like maybe three years and then left and all that. So we have a, we both experienced the same type of things, but there was a thing where like, I won't call it church my name. Cause I, I ain't going to be, I'm not as bold as you. <laughs> I ain't going to call nobody's names out now. I got, a, I got, I got, a, I got, a, I got positions in, 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 in. Oh, I got to keep in check. You're good. But you're there's good. a church around here that had a dude working there who like had this like, who had like kind of a sexual harassment charge against him, like a mm. legal sexual harassment charge. And like, he was like one of the youth pastors around these kids and all that. 
a youth pastor on kids. Like this church let him be a youth pastor on kids. I'm like, yo, I didn't think about how fucked up that was until I was out of it when I was in it and not of it, you know, actually looking at me like, yo, like I ignored that shit. Like I low key subconsciously ignored that shit and let it be okay. Cause he's like, Oh, I'm a sinner saved by grace. I'm God's working on me, but I had this thing that I got off in the past. Like my brain now would be like, motherfucker. Like you can't be around these kids. Like <laughs> take your sick ass somewhere, bro. Like <laughs> it's like, what the fuck you doing? Like, hell no. Like in a church, let you do this. Oh, fuck now. So like, like I wouldn't say like, it's just like, this person who was like who, who I talked about, like who told me this, like that was that, that like kind of brought in perspective of this having a church. She's saying like this person also like had flirtation moments with her. And I'm like, yo, like it's one of those things where in the past I would try to defend it, but now I'm looking at it like, yeah, you know what? That church may have been on that shit too. Yeah. You know, the real problem with those religious positions is it's such an easy thing for someone who's sociopathic and a predator to like just, you know, fully mm-hmm. take on and fully take advantage of all that. Yeah. That goes with it. Exactly, man. Like I feel like this is this is one thing that I've been trying to like, kind of like keep in practice of, of myself, you know, because like I'm still a fairly like spiritual person. Where like my whole religion right now is just be like mm. everything's. There's nothing I don't really disagree with. Like I just got to be present with it and see what it's showing me. Like that's my religion. I don't think it's got really a name to it, but like it's it's seeing the truth in everything. Like I see the truth in Christianity. I see the truth in Buddhism. I see the truth in atheism. I see these things and like why they're healthy and like why they just allow me to be a whole yeah being, you know. I feel like that's just, that's been my religion. Like I've, I've been kind of making a practice of being okay saying that. Cause like, I think like the whole idea of religion because of our like experiences with it, we think it's just a bad thing altogether. But like, essentially like when you think about it, I made a Facebook, like an Instagram post months ago about it, but just like making a question, posing a question of like, we like, we all have a religion, you know, like religion in and of it's like in the, like in its root word, the Latin word religion means to bind together. It's just anything that yeah. you bind together, like things that make you, you like, if you're atheist, like your religion of just like what your religion is based off of is just like understanding that like there's there's no like metaphysical being and it's just you. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, I would say there's I mean, the only meaning I think there is in life is the meaning that you give it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's something really freeing in it. I think there's something really freeing in uh, realizing that. And I mean, this is all speculative. I don't think anyone can really know. But in my mind, I know that this is my only life. I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. there's something to that that's really freeing in that I'm not, I'm all like, like what you're saying, like in it, not of it. Like I, I, you feel more present and you feel more in it. You're mm-hmm. more when I feel like it's really easy for people when they think that they what not think when they in hundred percent of their mind know that there's an afterlife and that they're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. They can let their current life slip. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter. You know, Exactly. They don't know how to be present with it. And it's crazy as you say that because, like, there's a sense of spiritual, spirit, like, spirituality in that, you know? Yeah. And that's yeah. why I say, like, that's a religion. It's like, it's not a bad thing because, like, what it makes you be is and what kind of, like, your, again, like, your whole basis and, like, purpose of life is just to be, like, just to be present in the yeah. moment, be present with the shit happening around you. Like, you're really, to be present with that, like, that's something that, like, like, Christian mystics, like, Moses the Black and people, like, the guys that people don't talk about, like, these guys who are very, mysticist like who are like christian christian mysticists like who like had a very mm-hmm. like grounding like okay we believe in god but god's here in the soil he's in the person next to me and all that like their christianity looked very buddhism you know so it was rooted in what you just say like they find their being in like not yeah. no person in the sky like they don't need they don't even believe in like a literal heaven or hell like they're like heaven's what we're making it right now but being present mm-hmm. and what's now you know so like that's why i tell people like i definitely have a religion like the religion i've, I've found is just like just being, just as you say, like, just with kind of your thought process, just, like, yeah. being, being present, you know? Well, here's a couple more things I'll say about being atheist. Uh, 
you know, I think one of the things that you have to understand being atheist is that religion did play a role in where we came today. I think any, any atheist that denies that is a moron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they, they don't fully understand. I mean, th- there was a time where there were no rules and there was some kind of, you know, moral compass that had to be developed and religion, you know, mm-hmm. th- religion facilitated that. Yeah. But I, I think in, for me personally, I feel like in this day and age, you know, with the technology and the, you know, advanced education that we have, people don't necessarily need that. Mm-hmm. to be a good person. One of the things that has always pissed me off is that when people make the assumption that if you're an atheist, you can't be a moralistic person, that you can't have morals. Mm-hmm. I have viewpoints that are, I mean, some people would probably consider really conservative and most atheists that I know would probably disagree. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's it's like what we're talking about. Like, dog, There is a dogmatism in everything. Yeah, and absolutely. I, and the people, th- you need to be able to be a smart and intelligent person to be able to look past that. Second thing I'll mention um, not like I am like in a war, like battling, mm, but as an atheist, like the fight in religion is not the people who are religious is the institutions. Yeah, exactly. Who, it's, it's, it's the faculty, not the philosophy. Really. Yeah. That's yeah. the, if there's something that's malicious about religion, that's why I believe it is. Yeah. It's the institutions. Mm, it's absolutely. not, it's not grandma Betty who's in mm. a house, like going to a person like that, who's really religious and trying to convince them that there's yeah. no God. You're just doing what evangelicals are doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> there's the nothing, yeah. there's nothing beneficial to that. No, not the at all. The only thing that that is doing is stroking your ego. You're not helping exactly. that person. Even if you do manage to convince that person that there's mm-hmm. no God, you've shattered their entire reality and they're like, they're not going exactly. to know what the fuck to do. <laughs> exactly. You know, the, the, there's almost like, yeah, there's the ego in that. Like, like you yeah. said, like that, that's the one thing that I would say, like, that's where the, the, what you're kind of like saying is like kind of like one thing that I've always like told people to like that I, that I'm weary of like personally on a level of like I don't really like I I try to be a person who's just like who gets his knowledge from being rounded and like being observing around people and all, you know that and, and being observant of the people around me like I feel like a lot of my like Christian background was kind of based off of just like learning theology learning um what they called um what do they call it again learning apologetics learning how to defend faith learning all these like hefty arguments, mm. these theories, and these things of, like, how to disprove people. Yeah, memorizing like, Bible verses, that kind of stuff. And just yeah. all these, like, different, like, theories and all this of, like, how to disprove atheists that God exists, like, you're just breaking down science and all this is the other. Like, I was always a person who kind of strive for that and all that and, like, being super knowledgeable and, like, leaning on my knowledge where, like, I think now I try to be weary of that and not try to lean on, like, me knowing shit as to being why I'm, like, considered a smart person, like, like we like I that's love that you say that. Like I I've I've heard you said in the last couple of podcasts I heard like when you were talking to Cub and like David Lopez, like, oh like dude thinks he's a smart person, that's cool. And I feel like I try to draw my knowledge from just like being present with people because like I think that's the most that's where I'm gonna get the most knowledge. Like it's kinda again being an educator, like I can bring all the stuff that I learned, like statistically about behavioral applied science, um, learn how to work with kids because of this theory, that theory, because of this pedagogy or learning the the zone of proximity, learning all these shits. Like I could be an effective teacher because I was smart, but I think intellect like that always has a roof. Like it gets to a place where like you're instantly, you can get so like, so, um, so grounded in like all the things around us, the, the information, the information age and all this, where like you kind of let it be a thing where like you almost forget what the human things are. You know, you, you become, you become like, if you're those person, if you're the person who like is the atheist trying to disprove somebody who's like, a faith-based person, like you've grounded yourself too much in that religion. 
It's like now you think it's so correct that everybody has to abide by it. And I feel like that kind of like misses out of like the spirituality of yeah. atheism and just the spirituality to realize anything of just like being able to be in it and be like, wow, like I just know how to be present enough where I just don't even care what my neighbor thinks. Like yeah. they think that God exists. That's what's up. I don't, but that's, that's still dope. And like, I'm learning from that, you know? Yeah. You know, I think being an atheist, you kind of just learn to stop arguing with those people. Yeah. Cause I mean, like we're talking about dogmatism, you, you could, we're in a day and age where you could get an argument with someone. You could prove them wrong right there and they can just say, well, that's your opinion. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? Yeah. No, that's not an opinion. I, I yeah. just, I just did this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's a bounce to it. You know, like I tell people, like I try to keep myself in the balance of like, I understand that like there's people who like, we see this age right now of just like the ones who are like, again, we see the, uh, the David Crowders and then the anti David Crowders, the ones who are so Steven Crowder. I said David Crowder. That's funny. David Crowder. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Dave Crowder is like a Christian, like contemporary artist. I don't know. What oh, I didn't know name. that. Huh? But like you have the Steve Crowders over here and the anti Steve Crowders. This guy who's so like yeah. rooted in like. Steve Crowder and, and uh, Ethan Klein, maybe. Yeah, just like so grounded and like, oh, I'm going to find a way to like out argue you. Oh, like, oh, you called me autistic? Oh, no, no, no. like, that's some bitch shit. Like, you just sound like a bitch. Like, you just, you're so caught up by like knowing shit and trying to catch people off guard. Like, that just made you like over here. But then you have the ones over here. Like, what I do honor about him is that he's rooted in like, okay, like, there's th- how things work. Like, there's rational things of, like, okay, mm-hmm. like, like, he says things that, like, this is, like, okay, biologically, there's there's male and female. Like, you can't argue with that. Like, there's male and female. There's, like, he he provokes thought, you know. Mm-hmm. Though, he does, though he does it in a way that, like, I don't agree with. I don't agree with just, like, doing it just to kind of stroke your own ego, just try to prove, like, you're this big person, you know. He's definitely a dick about it, too. I don't think anybody can deny that. Yeah, exactly. He's a dick about it. So, like, there's things that I honor about him, and, like, I'm, like, eh, about... But then, like, the people who are, like, anti-crowder, they're all rooted in, like, this, like, oh, nothing exists, nothing's real, there's no objective truth. I'm, like, okay, there's a part that I honor about that, just being able to know that, like, you can kind of, like, observe things and not... There's an open-mindedness that, like, at, at a root is good, but... But the brain falls far. out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the brain yeah, falls exactly. out. Like, it, people get so open-minded that their brain just falls out. It's just <laughs> like, bro, like, you got to have that there, though. Like, you can't just say, like, oh, if I want to be a tiger tomorrow, I'm going to be a tiger. Bitch, you're not <laughs> a tiger. Like... You're you're a fucking human, you know that, right? You can't say it's like, oh well, like it's it's okay. Like if I want to be a target man, you got to respect that and not like bother me about it, or else I'll cancel you. It's just like you've that if that's your religion, bro. Like that's weird. But I'm like, actually I'm taking the time right now to come up as a transracial. I'm a black man. Yeah, and my my pronoun is African American. I expect you to go to to call me by that. Yeah. Uh, I'll go say something there. That's like funny. We don't have to go there. Yeah, but. I'll say it later. <laughs> no, but uh, I try to find myself like I notice these things like as anything as extremes are always dangerous. So I've, I've learned to just be in the middle of it, like yeah. honoring, like having a rational, just being able to be grounded in values and all this is and the other and having this like, okay, well, the value shatter. Fuck it. Cool. I try to have to stay. I've learned to just kind of stay, honor both sides, but let's not try to be on like a, uh, be on an extreme like when it comes to my balance of like just thinking about life in general and like that's what kind of like that that's kind of like what um what kind of defines my uh way I look at pol- politics where I'm just like okay, I'm not gonna look at a side like conservative liberal yeah, like yeah. I'm just gonna see the heart of like who you are like because there's some really fucked up liberals out there there's some really fucked up conservatives like I can't fully trust any of y'all so like I'm really gonna yeah. observe both I'm not gonna claim any of y'all you know it's been more healthy where like I don't judge anything on teams you know I just, I just, you know, pull truth where I can get it. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, they've actually 
been able to track a lot of like mental, you know, brain chemistry traits, you know, associated with, you know, different political needs, like someone who's left, um, I think it has lower conscience or I don't know. Uh, but like conservatives have like more conscientiousness or no. Yeah. Conservatives have more conscientiousness, conscientiousness and left-leaning people have more open-mindedness. Mm-hmm. So there's like, you, you know, you give somebody on the right and the left a test, they will more likely show up differently in our brain. So it's really, it's mm-hmm. really about, I mean, people just need to understand like we're just different people. Like yeah. we are made you know, our chemistry is different. We have different experiences. I, I don't, I, it's really, it's truly the age of the internet where mm-hmm. people could just think that they're right. Yeah, you man. Know? That's, that's one thing. Like I have that problem too, but like, I, I feel like I try to be open-minded, you know? Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, yeah, it's, I don't, people always try to say like, it's social media has made us like, made us so divided. It's like, no, like social media just showed us who we really are. Like, so yeah, we're right. Just some judges, <laughs> we're just some like, point. we're judgmental beings, like in the most destructive sense, like social media is just like, oh, we can show you how much of a piece of shit you are. <laughs> like You're going to get so religious. You're going to, you're going to judge this person or that person. Like it just really kind of revealed that for us. Like I try to be mindful of that, of like knowing that like when I'm on there, when I feel those yanks of just like wanting to like, look at somebody's like judge somebody's like, Oh, like this person, I have more followers than them. Or I got this mm. more like realize that like, I can't blame it on social media. There's something in me that I revealed that I got to be like, damn, like motherfucker. I'm so judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at fucking Instagram numbers like that. Like, damn, like, you know, so I appreciate Instagram for that. But like, I feel like people don't notice it or look at it like that where they just kind of stay judgmental. Like we have those people who have like these vegan based Instagram pages where like, Oh, it's oh we're all vegan over here. Like, if we see Instagrams about meat, we're going to post on them all the time <laughs> and shame them. Like, y'all some assholes. Like, let them eat they meat. Like, shit. Y'all the kind of bitches that would judge me if you caught me out when I was down on uh, Second Avenue late at night to get some Chinese. Like, y'all would pop up like, ah, we thought you were vegan. No, I'm plant-based. I eat more plant-based. There's a whole religion behind that, you know? So, I feel like people don't, people are not aware of how tribal, tribal makes them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What? I don't know. You, there isn't really an answer for this, but do you see a way out of this? All this, (laughs) bro, this next project, this project I'm working on is called, and this is where we die. Cause I'm like, Oh damn. At this, like it's a concept I came with last year during the pandemic, which is a realizing that like, man, like we just all go and die here. Like it's going to happen. Like no matter if you conservative, liberal, all that, like we all go and die. We're going to be the same ground, dying, rotting flesh. And we ain't going to mean shit. We gone like <laughs> it kind of has this dark side to it. Just like look at uh. it, it's kind of like my whole po- like it's dual. It's dualistic. Where like there's a sense of like optimism behind it, mm. but there's a whole sense of shit too. Like where like last year, I talk about it a lot. Like I think I talked about it in like uh like the like podcasts that I've been on or like and stuff like they've been on. But like 2020, like I'm thankful for it, but I'm also like it was a year where I went through like my war, my worst mental breakdowns. Like my most like kind of feeling like super just like on like defense from people like, you know, like with everything going on with like being isolated already like physically and then having shit like George Floyd happen and then having like shit like Brent Allen Taylor happen and having like people just going like fucking crazy. It's just like, man, like, yeah, we're all fucking nuts. Like we're, we're not as advanced as we think. Like we go and die. Like I would say like through this like very like mental thing of just like not trusting anybody around me. Like, just being, like, just to myself, just being very just kind of, mm. like, anxiety heightened and all that. And just kind of, like, under this guise of, like, really feeling like, man, like, I'm going to die here. Like, I can go outside tomorrow and get, like, called a nigga and get 
boop by like some crazy ass person, or I could have somebody go on a drive by because they're mad at what happened with Brianna Taylor and they don't know how to prance, pr- they don't know how to mm. process their mental health. Then like I'm gonna call, I'm gonna have a drive by and just see me and like I'm gonna shoot that motherfucker because I'm mad. Boom! It's just like man, like I can die through anyway because everything's burning down around me. Holy shit, you know. And so I went through all that mental period, but like as I went to like therapy and shit, and like started like practicing more like Buddhism, mindfulness, and like just being present with myself, I realized like man, like it's okay because I'm gonna die. Like, but regardless of how I die, like I can choose to like. There's a haiku that I'm gonna open up with this piece with. That's gonna be big, overarching, like kind of like a poem that I repeat in this piece. But the poem is a short haiku, and I say, "And this is where we die, either by or against will. This is where we die. Like I can either die by my will, like." By the power of just realizing, like, hey, not, this shit don't go, no, no shit got hold of me. Cancel culture can't fuck with me. Conservatives can't fuck with me. Like, pro-black people who say I'm not black enough, you can't fuck with me because I'm the shit, like, bitch, at what I do. <laughs> There's kind of this braggadociousness to it, you know? Just, like, just being so rooted in who I am, I was just like, I don't care about what, what's, what's bothering me. Like, I'm going to be me at the end of the day. I'm, I'm not going to let this seeing another black death happen make me be like, oh, like, I got to mm. be a victim again. Or see this shit happen over here and be like, oh, I got to stay defensive again or get hurt by this person. Be like, oh, I got to be in defensive. It's like, you know what? Like, I know how to sit with it now. Like, I can, I can either die that way and die in the, that's what heaven is to me. Like, just being in a place where not, you don't have a worry. You don't let shit, like, fuck with you as much as you would, you know. Or you, like, live and die against your will. Like, when you're dying against your will, you die by ego. Like, because, like, when you die, like, if I was somebody who was rooted in being a teacher, like, rooted in that, having that rooted in my identity, let's say 50 years from now, like, I'm slowly dying and all that, having retired because I love teaching and all that, and I start yeah. worrying, like, oh, fuck, I'm a teacher. So, like, if I die, these kids are not going to have a teacher anymore. Like, if I am die, like, oh, my gosh, like, this is hell. Like, I don't want to die yet because my mission's not done because I read so much of my fucking ego and being a teacher mm-hmm. that, like, now my death is, like, against my will because I'm, like, I don't want to die anymore. And so I'm holding on to life with this big ego and all this, this, and that, other. Like, if I die that way, like, I'm, I'm going to live that way, too. You know, like, if I've, I've learned that, like, me living in this sense of just, like, Knowing that I'm going to just die and, like, knowing that, like, death is possible, like, any kind of hour, like, you know, any kind of second, whether it's, like, physical, mental, emotional, like, it's, it's always there. Like, I've learned to just sit with it and let that, like, transform me where, like, I'm, like, I'm not so dependent on, like, the people around me. I'm not, I'm not dependent on, like, America to be less racist. Like, oh, like, I'm going to protest this. America's going to be less racist. Like, no, ra- America's always going to be racist. Yeah, we, we gonna die here. Like, <laughs> it's like you can protest all you like. It's again, people hate. Yeah, this. that's always Pe- been my thought too. Pe- like, people hate this. Like, people hate this part of it because, like, I'm like, man, like, we all gonna die. Like, it's just like it's like racism existed forever. It's existed forever. Like, all the protests and all that. Why are we worrying about that and trying to worry about convincing yeah. people to like be less racist while we, and not just like making our own communities around us less racist by just talking to our neighbor, being yeah, with our neighbor yeah. who's conservative, sitting with them, being with them. Just showing, like, damn, like, damn. this is a cool-ass person. Like, I want to be, like, this person just, like, emanating that, you know. We get so caught up in, like, the titles and all that. So it's just, like, when you ch- – you can choose your death, you know. So, like, I think for me, I-, I learned that heavily, like, in this past pandemic. I don't even know why I jumped – like, how I jumped on the tangent of, like, death and all that. But, like, there's kind of, like, this, like, this thankfulness I've, like, I've, I've found and just, like, understanding that, like, yo, I'm just going to die. So, like, I-, I just know how to be present with shit, you know. mm yeah, no, that's a, you know, that's a really good way to think about it. Um, are you familiar with, like, the blue pill, red pill kind of stuff? I've heard about it. I haven't really got into it. Um, not not to get into it, but there's, like, a, in the red pill mind, there's, like, a, there's a white pill and a black pill of the red pill. The black pill is, like, the more, like, the nihilistic, like, we're screwed, like, and then the white pill is kind of, like, 
you know, everything's going to crumble, but it's going to be a good thing because we're going to rise from the ashes and we're going to create something new. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. It's a really complex question, mm-hmm. you know, figuring out, you know, how we're going to all, how we're going to figure that out. Yeah. Like, you know, like talk about like racism. Like um, I was listening to Howard Stern bit and, uh, you know, cause his, his assistant's black lady. I'm not sure what her name is, but cause I don't watch it that much. Yeah. Um, but she was talking about like, you know, you know, the N word died before hip hop brought it back. It was like almost died before hip hop brought it back. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of, a, it, it's an interesting, uh, I don't know. It all seems very uh, picky choosy almost, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, exactly. And just like, it, it's, it's like to, to like what that said to like with what you were asking too, which is like, if I, if I think we're going to get out of this, I'll tell you like, I don't think we're going to get out of it in the way that we think. Like, I don't think mm, it's going to be like agree, a collective thing. Like, I think like, for me, I just, again, I've built a community around me, a small community of just people who, like, know how to, like, man, look at things different. Like, we don't have to depend yeah. on this or that and the other. We can depend on ourselves. And, like, once we once we depend on ourselves, we we know how to, like, reciprocate that around us, you know. It's not going to change the whole world. There's still going to be racism. But, like, for me, I've just learned that, like, if I'm creating those communities around me, like, I'm always going to emanate that in some type of way. And, like, mm. maybe it'll change somebody. Maybe it won't. Like, that's just up to a person. But, like, that works for me now. So, like, collectively, I just don't think. If it happens, it ain't gonna happen for like three thousand type years. So like <laughs> yeah. people like are actually like realizing like how dumb we are trying to like build that shit over again, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think the positive thing is there is. I mean, we were just talking about like crypto, you know? Like there's a lot of decentralization happening. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. I think that will help with like the group thinking, the dogmatism, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, while we're on the topic of race, I'm kind of curious what what do you feel like are the do you think that the institutions themselves are racist? Do you think people inherently are racist? Where do you think that that stems from? In terms of like being like being a black man dealing with racism day to day, what do you think that is? Um, I it's we're, we're, I think it's, it's something we're just built on. You know, I think like for me, like what I think about racism and all that, like it kind of goes into like why I don't see it like being a thing that's going to like end mm. anytime soon. Like it's just like, yeah, we're just built on it. It's just like, it's literally like in the DNA of like what we've kind of like taken to be as like Western Americans, you know? And it's been so like, it's been so um, contagious. where like people who, who would say like, there's a community of people who like, who hate white people who are racist who say like, Oh, we're not racist. We just hate uh, racist white people. But those same people have this kind of racism. That's like, Oh, but if I see an interracial relationship, I'm gonna make the, I'm gonna make fun of that. Right. If I see a white mm. black man in a white business, I'm mad at that. Like you have this super like wokeness there too. So I'm like, man, like it, it, it exists. Like it, I feel like it exists like everywhere to the point where like, I think racism like is one of the things that's like, it's, it's just so deeply rooted in what America is like in every kind of like where it's affected everybody. Like we're all that. It's not just all white people, but like mm, yeah. white, white racism has been the thing that kind of like, kind of like made black racism exist, you know? Just realizing that, like, it's it's closely tied, like, it's, like, who like who we are, like, it's, it's made me more conscious of, like, when I'm being, like, having, like, ideas that are just, like, man, I don't work at this school because it's a bunch of white people, but, like, and be, like, man, like, why do I think that? Because for the longest, like, I've never seen, like, a black teacher because of, like, mm. where I've been built, and, like, so I'm building this whole idea off of, like, a racism that I was given. I've created this, like, alternate counter-racism of, like, oh, like, I don't like these white people, but I'm, like, in the, because I'm, I'm black in here, you know? I've tried to, like be mindful of just like how some of my racism has been like crafted by the racism I received, you know? And I feel like, I feel like that's the biggest, it's one of those things, like I said, like, I don't think people think like about that and think about like how, like even 
pro blackness has a, like a racism to it, you know, almost of like where I, I don't completely fit in like the ideology of like what pro blackness is because it's very like still anti white. Mm-hmm. As much as they don't I say agree. it is, like a, there, there's a, there's a part of that it is, you know. It's yeah, I, I think that's. I mean, I think Black Lives Matter and all that. It's a dog. It, it's a it's dogmatism, just like any other group. Mm-hmm. Ne- I, you know, I've had various people ask me about that. And I'm just like, you know, I just I, I, I think racism is a thing, and I think it's a problem. But I, I don't support that group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. No, it's 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 kind of like it, it promotes like for me like, and it's not to say that everybody's like on this like, like it's it's very nuanced where there's people who are like Black Lives Matter like have a human like perspective of it, but like. It, Sorry, it just seems like a lazy way for a white person to be like, I'm not racist. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know? no, yeah. And those people end up being like the like the racist ones. Like, I told, I told you. Yeah, what, they the would never time. go get a drink with a black guy. You know what I mean? I've told you in the past <laughs> where, like, I've, I had that running at, like, Barnes & Noble with, like, the white woman who, like, looked, who saw me looking at books and social studies and, like, yep, yep, tried yep. to look next to me and all that. Like, <laughs> that's racist. Like, you just judge that I was here so that, to do this. Like, you want to show how, like, how, like, in it you are. You know, you didn't even, like, that's. That's that. There's a racism in that, you know, like yeah. <laughs> almost. I'm just like, where you just kind of like, like, oh, I'm gonna like approach this black male, like, and, <laughs> and show that I'm reading black books too, to show that I'm not racist. It's like it, again, ego. Yeah, it's all. That, e- that's the only person. The only reason that person did that. Exactly. It's so, exactly. It's, they that, don't care about you. They're not trying to make your life easier. They're trying. <laughs> they want to. Yeah, they want to feel good about themselves. They want to yeah. know that they they feel good about themselves. You know, like and. It's, that's one of the things again. Like it's it's just, it, it goes to show like how deeply like embedded racism is. Where like people are like people who are trying to undo racism are, <laughs> sometimes are like become racist themselves. Too, oh in yeah, in weird yeah. ways, you know. Yeah, it's just like one of those things. Where, like man, like that's why I've kind of just learned to like honor like parts of it that are that are good and human, but like be a, like man, like I still see a problem and just like the stop process altogether, you know. But yeah, one of the things that I find I, I don't know maybe we've talked about this before. But, uh, like, white people who hate themselves for being white. Mm-hmm. That shit annoys the fuck out of me. It's like... Yeah. I, I, like, I like, you know, fine. I guess you can... If you want to hate on yourself, be my fucking guest. I don't give a shit. But, mm-hmm. like, you... It's like the same goddamn... It's like, it's the same exact thing as you saying, hey, I don't like that person because he's black. Like, you're doing the same thing to yourself. And it's not, like... I had a friend, he was just like, yeah, you know what? There are just some times where I just... I, I just hate being white i'm like dude you're not a racist person you're like i know you you're not a bad person yeah why like, why why are you letting this like you know cause you turmoil just be yourself yeah you know yeah you know it's funny i saw this uh youtube video um i forgot the name of it i got it when i find out i'm gonna send you a link but there's this guy who like uh this like white guy from the uk i think he uh, does this like interview with people at like this porn convention it was just <laughs> super weird like it was i was just watching out of interest like just seeing like what is like who is he interviewing at this place? Like, who the fuck is he talking to? And um, there's this person that he interviewed, this lady who had um, this white dude who was on a dog chain. And she said, like, oh, I love black people. And I want to make this white dude kiss all the black people's feet. Oh, wait, is that, me. was that, uh, I know what you're talking about. All guys, no breaks? I think so. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, the AVN convention thing. That yeah. video is fucking hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> she had this white dude. Walks this black dude and like kiss his shoes. I'm like, yo, that's weird as fuck. Like that's that's that white masochism. Like, oh, I hate being white because I hate being white. I'm gonna yeah. make you hate being white, and you're gonna kiss this black dude's feet. Like that's you know that's low key racist still, right? You know, it's <laughs> funny. Like the porn industry is one of like the most anti racist, like you know, like it, industries that you can get in. I feel like because it's also out in the open. Like you know, mm-hmm. you like your BBC and your whatever. You know that. 
even see, you know, like white people saying the N word in those videos. And like, it, it, it's just like, it does not even, like, and I'm, I'm not saying that's yeah. a good thing, but like, yeah. it, it just shows us to how like comfortable they are with each other. Like, it's not even like, like they're all just kind of porn stars and they're all fucking each other. And that's kind of just their job, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying yeah. that that's good, but it's just, it's an interesting, uh, uh, it's interesting that they're all be okay along with that. I don't know. Yeah. It's a different dynamic. No, I feel you. You know, crazy, like, actually, just to, like, just off of that, too, because I feel like it's a good follow-up, too, because it's something I've been thinking about as a lily, too, like, when it comes mm-hmm. to, just, like, understanding that religion is a good thing and, like, having values is, like, a good thing to kind of, like, have a discipline in. Like, I've been thinking a lot about, like, um, you, you've heard of Jubilee, right? That whole, uh, like, it's that weird, like, channel that's, like, the whole, like, Christians and atheists have conversations together. People in the porn industry and people. Who are oh, that does re- kind of sound familiar. It's, yeah, it's, it's really curated. And not it's a bitch very, ass yeah. YouTube channel. Yeah, <laughs> it's had some shit that was interesting. What's well, a bitch ass channel? Like y'all too safe. Yeah. Like y'all just y'all y'all too safe. But um, they had this episode where like they had like people who are out of the faith community having questions with people who are like working in the porn industry and like I was listening to both conversations and I'm like, man, like. I think both sound like equally ridiculous. <laughs> like yeah. for me, cause I'm like, I realized like I've been okay becoming a person who was like, like in the context of what we're talking about, like porn wise, like being like, obviously I, I was somebody like I viewed, I viewed porn and like I've had my narratives was just like having that thing of like understanding like my, like the, like the condition, the, how conditioned it is like for me to be stuck in that and all that. Mm-hmm. I've had a, like, I've done like a lot of hard work of like understanding that and like why it's unhealthy for like my, like kind of makeup personally. But like I've learned to be okay with just like, being like, man, I like, I just don't think like it's healthy for a person, you know, just like, just like to be like, like to, to see just like, I feel like what it does. I think for me, like just knowing the narrative that I know about myself and like other people who I've known who have like been stuck in it, like knowing the narrative is kind of creative, like how it made us like dehumanize people more mm. and be more like, more like, okay, like be more like isolated and then like dehumanizing, you know, like it's, it's been one of those things of like, man, like, I don't know if it's like, I have people on the other side of it, like, who are like, oh, like, I think porn's, okay. like, it's good. Like, it's, sex work should do positive work. They, like, teach people about sex and all this, this, and the other. And I'm like, man, like, but do they, though? Like, does any porn star go into a job being like, oh, when I fuck this dude, like, I'm going to show everybody how, how a clitoris work. Like, <laughs> that is not your, like, you're Describe not Describe a situation in the workplace where you had to use teamwork. Well, just there like, were five guys at my door. And I had to satisfy all of them. It's just a lot like, of teamwork went into that. Exactly. It's just like <laughs> there's nobody in that job who's going in there for educational purposes. Like they going in there to make their money. Yeah. To fuck. yeah. Like that. Like we're just gonna be honest with that. Like I ain't gonna judge it. Like cool if that's your thing. That's your thing. But like, I think it's a thing where it's like it's. I feel like I've grown to be a person. I'm just like man. Like I don't know if it's like, and maybe you can give your thoughts too. Like, but like. I don't know if it's the thing that I like, I can get behind, you know, again, like working with kids who are like, again, who are so like have this mind who that's like very sexually like mm. wired because of like what they experienced growing up. Maybe they're like experienced porn. Maybe they experienced like certain things going on that made them addicted to porn. I'm just like, man, like how I see it affect people and kids. Like, I don't know if I can get fully behind it and know how, know how it's affected me, you know, but yeah, I, I think I don't like it being, I wouldn't even say I don't like it. I think uh, the normalization of it's a problem. Uh, however, I do acknowledge that I think it's just a uh, a reality. I mean, we've mm. decided to go down this road. Of technology, uh, you know, yeah, it's been two, you know, twenty plus years of porn, yeah, you know, in in that realm. I mean, I think I mm. think we're just gonna have to start having those uncomfortable talks sooner and sooner with our kids. 
which I, I mean, I think, yeah. I think that can, that could have problems with it potentially if it's not done correctly, but that, yeah. but that may, I don't know. It's, it, it's a question. Is that still, is that better? Even if that's an awkward conversation, is that still overall better than them discovering that and then getting a bad idea? Because not to get too personal, but like I felt like for me, my parents did not do a very good job explaining the whole sex talk and all that. And Mm. I did get exposed to pornography pretty young myself. Um, And yeah, I mean, I think it does have an effect. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, I think it's I think it's like with anything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you you get exposed to it. I, you know, I'm not a fan of censorship. I I think Mm -hmm. the best way that you can you know, raise a child or educate or something is to just do, you know, you need to let them out into the world and they need to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And even if they have, even along that path, if they have bad things happen or if they, you know, get in some uncomfortable situations or something, I ultimately, ultimately believe that that person's going to be better off than the person who, you know, is helicopter parented, sheltered, doesn't experience anything until they're, you know, far beyond. And then they feel like they're just kind of catching up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I feel that. I feel like, like, I feel like you, I, I've even thought about, again, I was like, I think it's just because, like, I'm getting older, too. Like, I turn 30 next, next, uh, next Saturday, I mean, next, uh, next month, which is crazy because, like, when you, when Cub said he was 22 on your podcast, I'm like, damn, it makes you old as shit. Like, <laughs> that kid is, I little. thought he was way older. I'm like, it makes, yeah, I did too. I was like, I feel old as hell. Like, I'm turning 30 next month, but, like, I think, like, just turning 30 now, like, I, th- I think maybe it's contributed to something, like, with growing older, but, like, I've been thinking about, like, partnership a lot more of just being like okay like i think i'm ready for just like if, if like I'm, I'm gonna be like a little bit more like conscious of that if it's like looking at the people around me and like seeing who like i really want to build like a partner like be a, like partners with and all that but like being being in that mind frame like i've been thinking about like things of just like if kids happen in the future and all that and like how i would like kind of like be a teacher in moments like that you know like when mm. it comes to like porn and all that like i feel like because of just being somebody who's an educator and like work with kids and all that and just like knowing the effects of things, I think I, I'd always be that person to just like have that conversation as soon as like I know he would like be able to understand, like maybe a couple years before he gets to that place of like sex, like just being like, mm-hmm. yo, like in the next couple of years, like this is gonna happen, like you're gonna go, you, you go through puberty and all that, you're gonna see girls like you grow a little bit more breasts and all this, like you're gonna feel some type of way, like, like let's have, we can have conversations about that. I was there and like I know exactly what that feels like and like, I made my fuck ups and I just want to make sure you don't make your fuck ups. If you go out and fuck on somebody, like you make the decision, but like, I want you to at least know that we had this conversation, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. So I can think when it gets to it, like when it gets to like the porn conversation, I think like it'd be the same thing. Like, man, like if you slip into it, man, like there ain't no judgment. Like I ain't going to hurt you. Like, like if I find you, you're looking on it, like, we'll just talk about it. Like talk about like what got you into it. Like why you're doing it and all that. Cause like maybe I can pull from mine and be like, okay, like, when I thought that this is what made, got me stuck there and all this is the other, like, cause I think for, for the, for the most part, like it's, it's given them the freedom to like, know that like, if they make a mistake, they ain't going to get judged for it, But like, no, like how the, like what path this will possibly take, mm. you know? And like, be like, you, you, you can choose at the end of the day, but we have this conversation. That's cool. You know? So like, it's one of those things where like stuff like that though, people say like they hate it cause it's, it's seemingly rooted in values or something like that, you know, like, yeah. Oh, like you have values. Oh, that's a terrible thing. Like, that's the thing. It's like, bitch, we all have values. You know, like. That's a terrible thing. What the hell? It's like, you know, it's just one of those things. It's just like, I've just noticed people like, people are so scared of values. Like, motherfucker, we all have values. And it's just like, if you have values, like, not fucking with, like, porn, it's just like, it's you don't have to be an asshole about it. You know, it's yeah. just like, you can have that value and be that. But, like, I think I've, 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 I've been letting myself have that more, like, permission of just, like, man, like, if I have values, 
that's okay thing. I know I'm not going to be judgmental to a person about it. And if I am, I'm going to check myself about it because I've already built it up in myself. You know, I'm, I ain't going to yeah. slip. I'm always going to know, like, hey, I was an asshole there. I should apologize. <laughs> yeah, <for sure. laughs> it may take a couple of days and all that. But, like, I think, like, having – just being able to have those, like, boundaries, you know, for myself and, like, being able to, like, be a teacher in that, like, I think that's, like – the best way I think of just like approaching that when I get to a parent like place of like parenthood and uh, yeah. knowing how technology is going to grow and all that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's ultimately what all you can do. You just got to wait to that point. So I was just over at your crib yeah. in Devonport and you guys have a, uh, uh, like a print set up. Mm-hmm. What's all going on with that? I started, I saw you start doing some merch. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're still working on, yeah. We're actually making a lot of plans right now. Like, Nothing set in stone, but we're definitely planning on all use and that motherfucker for sure. Just like we're definitely planning like more like just with me having this in and out of a brand. Like mm. the way I kind of started, like I've been lear- I've been learning a lot from my mistakes. Is like I felt like I started that business and like I didn't like I kind of like I kind of just jumped in. I'm like okay, I don't know much about this. Like I'm gonna jump in, make mistakes, boom. Because I've never sold like stuff like that or like been conscious of that or, like how that world works. Like I've made a whole bunch of mistakes, you know, in that and like. The transition, which I'm learning now, like, trying to get into now, it's just, like, uh, doing everything, like, on my own, really. Like, not really depending on, like, people who are, like, videographers to, like, shoot commercials, like, these hot, like these really good-looking commercials. Or depending on, like, this person to make the shirts and all that. Like, I, I think I'm finally building, like, a team around me of, like, being able to, like, mm. do things off of yeah. my house. So, like, that uh, that print's going to be a big part of just, like, in and out of it. Like, I'm going to be able to make more, like, shirt designs and all this. And, like, Preston's going to have his his merch setup and all that, like, there's going to be some crazy stuff happening with it for sure. Like, I'm excited for it because merch is, like, that's something that I feel like I've learned from my six enough of, like, doing it with, like, whatever within and out of it that I can really, like, okay, mm. I know how to tackle this, how to really make people drawn by the brand or, like, what we're trying to do. So, it's definitely something that's going to help, like, art-wise for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've thought about that myself for, you know, podcasting. It is, it's, it's a different medium and a different way to get your shit out there, you know. It's mm-hmm. effective. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man. I'm, it's, it's made me, it's, I have a lot of plans for it. Like, and that's one thing that, like, I appreciate it. This is one of the things I, pre- I appreciate about, like, having, like, school at this point. Like, yeah, like, I have a lot of fucking debt. But that's going to get forgiven after I teach for five years, you know, <laughs> like, under the loan forgiveness. But, like, like the fact that I'm able to have, like, income where I can invest more into these things over here. Mm. Like, because I get paid on salary now, like, I have a lot more money to, at my disposal where I could throw literally hundreds of dollars here on, like, ink that we need for, like, our shirts and all that. Oh, wow. And then I can make a thing of, like, working with Preston and, like, having, like, a 70-30 split or something, you know, because, like, because he's at home all the time. Like, I'll be able to have a budget where I can, like, pay him out of that and, like, have somebody, like, making the business grow, mm-hmm. you know. I'm really grateful having, like, a little salary, quote-unquote, I don't believe in the term. I'm just using it for the sake of it, big boy job. <laughs> That kind of like makes me do my my, my little kid stuff. It's like the big boy jobs let me do little kid stuff. Like I can have fun. Like hey, make a hundred shirts and put it on Instagram, and we're gonna sell five today. You know, it's it's again like it's it's a whole like that's that's kind of been my whole like response like this past year, just like learning how to build my own shit, not depending on yeah. shit around me, not depending on like nonprofits by white folks who want to be like white <laughs> apologists who are saying oh we'll work with you because you're you're black. We'll give you grants, like, no, nah, like, because there's going to be, you're going to want something out of that. You want some kind of accolade or want some yeah, kind of respect. Yeah. Like, we're just going to work by ourselves. Like, if you want to work with us, cool. Come to us. And, like, if you're really about supporting black businesses, you'll put your money in our black business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we'll work together. And shout out to Quad City Arts because they've been really the big homies and doing a lot of that. Like, they've they've been authentically, like, helping me out. 
like financially and like expanding my like um um my art influence for sure. They've been home quite mm. of the arts for sure. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. No, um <clears throat> you know, we've been around here today and it's a it's a cool little community. Yeah, you know, it's big and spread out and it has a it has an interesting vibe to it. So Yeah, there's so many different cool. cities, you know, like we were in like the little Mexico of East Moline, <laughs> like East Moline and all that, like at the studio and then we came over here, which is just like Yeah. You know, it's downtown like, lights and all looking that. Looking like yeah. downtown Chicago or some shit, yeah. you know. This, this is trippy as hell right now doing this podcast with the, <laughs> the street. Yeah, it just it, it has an energy about it. You know, like I tell people all the time, like people always talk about Chicago, this, Chicago, that. Like the Quad Cities is like it's little Chicago. Like mm. I like it. Like I can go out there and there's stuff to do. And like me being an introvert, I know at the end of the day I can go home and not be flooded by people. You know, like I love it. Like I, I really, as much as shit the Quad Cities gets, like, you know, like it's I love it because like it's just how diverse it is. Like I can be over here, be over here in like the completely different places, you know. Yeah, yeah. Dope space. Even though I do know I'm, I, I do plan on moving soon for sure. Like I said, after this mo- master program, probably. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Probably. Uh, what about your what about your podcast? What's been going on with that? So, well, you just did a just did a panel, right? Like two weeks yeah. ago or something. Yeah, like we that? did this uh, COVID conversations through like a, mm-hmm. a grant that we got uh, through our alliance and all that. They want to like they give us fifteen hundred that we oh. pretty much put in the business uh, to uh, do this podcast episode just talking about COVID and like. Oh, that's cool. They wanted us to, like, create it with the purpose of, like, trying to convince people to get, like, vaccines. And I'm like, okay, we can't do, we, we ain't going to do that. But what about we have people who are vaccinated and unvaccinated and have them have a conversation about it? Like, the people who are, they're going to do their promoting about it, you know? But we're going to have a conversation about it. And, like, so we did this episode about it and all that. And it was dope, you know? It's good they were, that they were willing to do that. Because I feel like a lot of people that would say that and be like, oh, no, you got to do this, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's been dope. Like it's it's been one of those things too. At the same time, where like, I think I was kind of like t- talking to you about it, but like it's, it's I've kind of like noticed how much like it's kind of the Black Thoughts podcast has grown to be an entity that's dope and it allows me to do really dope things. Like as an intellectual, talking to intellectuals, you know, we talk about talking to like educational profes- mm. professionals, teachers, like people who are like like licensed like like mental health counselors and all that. But it's kind of turned into one of those things where like in the space that I'm at when it comes to like what I'm like, what I value nowadays, just like, I just value just being like, I don't want to really, I don't really care about things that have a whole bunch of like head knowledge. Like I want to have real conversations, you know, I think it's kind of turned to one of those things where like, it's, that's why I've kind of been like the thing I talked to you about you earlier, about like the biz tapes that we're working on, like that podcast is going to be kind of like what the black thoughts podcast is always going to be a podcast. I'm still working with and kind of just like doing hosting for, but like mm-hmm. there's going to be other hosts who are like more so fit that mold. But like, I've been more like, interested in doing like podcasts that are just about like just real conversations, like not filtered, not feeling as if like I got to have like this professional thing going on where I only talk to professionals, only speak with professionals. Cause like that affected a lot of like why me and you didn't get our podcast on there. Cause of like the management mm-hmm. is like, Oh, we want these type of people and all that. And I'm like, okay, well like there's, I want to talk to the people too. I just don't want to <laughs> talk about the people who's, who have like PhDs and yeah, and doctorates yeah. and, and masters and all that. I want to talk to the real people, you know? So you want something just a little more, a little more freedom per se. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Dis- or creative decision. Mm-hmm. That emerges like like these conversations, you know, just like conversations like, like this that are like not so like trying to like prove a point wrong or like so like just trying to be more intellectual, but just like ones that are just like okay, we're gonna have to, we're gonna talk about this shit. Like I'm gonna mm-hmm. talk about this. You talk about this, and like we're gonna have a conversation. We're gonna learn from exactly. it, and we know that when people hear it, they're gonna learn from it. You know, I think it's the best kind of learning. Yeah. You know. Well, honestly, you could. I feel like. <laughs> I feel like you can always. Uh, I feel like you can always tell when there's a podcast 
that has a you know a clear message or an intent versus like just a conversation. Mm. You, can, you can tell when it's like, here's a message that we want to put out, and this is how it's going to work. Mm. Exactly, you know, and like those have the like those have the like place, but I think like sometimes like for me it's just like it's it's just like it's it's just too it, for me like there's people that like can can do that and do it well like there's podcasts that do it well you know but like I think for me for like where I've kind of been like feeling myself in my life I'm like man like I want to just have more real conversations like whether it's right or wrong like I want to just get somebody's perspective and like have people sit in those kind of conversations because like those. When people realize, like, kind of, like, witness this kind of conversations, like, I feel like people, like, know how, like, feel more, like, able to have them with people that they disagree with. Mm. Hopefully, you know, <laughs> if they see it modeled, you know, it's the whole, like, being modeled of what it looks like. And maybe people will, like, to be more willing to. Yeah. It's a tricky thing to deal with when you're podcasting, you know. I, I mm. feel like when I, when I'm doing podcasts and I have a moment where, you know, I'm interacting with the person we might. Oh, I think he's just entering. Here we go. Oh, okay. Um, I, I feel like when we uh, I lost my train. <laughs> Are you good? Let me backtrack here. Um, what the fuck were we just talking? About? I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. We're having a conversation. It was we were just uh, what was that? It was just something. 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 Sorry, fucking ADD man. I'm just <laughs> I got ADD too. Oh, wait. Yeah, I remember. I remember now. Okay. Uh, When we do, you know, when you do a podcast and you have someone with an opposing view, you have to kind of gauge like how much they know and how, you know, how relevant the conversation is. Yeah, exactly. That's what we're talking about with the Black Thoughts podcast. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where like, I've noticed this value because like I'm a person who values like knowing stuff, like being able to be like, like kind of way, like way my options are like, okay, is this real? Like I got to find objective truth here and all that. But like I also have also like I've learned that like I think I'm on the side of just trying to balance just having conversations, not really like knowing what I believe, but I, but not being so like man like I got to bring this up at some point in the conversation to like show that like my point's right, but like just sit with conversation, you know. So like Black Thoughts podcast is like turned into like like being a little bit more like honestly where we're trying to like reach people who are intellectuals, we're trying to find like people who are like a part of that, which like again like I'm following that like that's where I'm, I'm gonna still be hosting this podcast there, but like being on the side of just like. um just having conversations that are real conversations. I'm like, man, like I feel like it balances out that like being intellectual here and just like just being, just being and just having conversations about stuff that we're thinking in the moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting art form, you know, I, yeah. I love, I love what I do here and I've always tried to um, create an environment where people feel like they can just talk about whatever, you know, no censorship, no, nothing like that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Just, just uh, if you have an opinion, you know, I've had people come on and say the craziest fucking shit ever. You know, I've had uh, we have a witch coming on next week, and like, I, I don't, I, you know, I can, I, I don't know if I'll tell her, but I, I probably don't believe anything that she, you know, that she believes or yeah. practices. But I, I still think that there's value in it. it yeah, yeah, sure. There's definitely value. In yeah, it. I think you know, I want to give anybody an opportunity to be able to do that kind of stuff. Um, I'm curious because you. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we can edit this out. No. Are you able to talk about Vax? Oh, yeah. I can okay. talk about Vax. Why okay. I want to be able to talk about Vax. Oh, I, I just didn't know. Just because you said yeah. you're <laughs> you had your pod. Um, oh, yeah. No, I got vaccinated. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what, what, uh, well, I guess that you probably kind of, I don't know. Well, I don't know how you feel about it, but I mean, school probably pre- pressed you into that quite a um, bit. Huh? I mean, they talked about it and like, they didn't really force us. So like, 
it was always that they always like recommended it and all that. And like you're around like people who are like again, like super worried about like oh like if you're not vaccinated, I'm gonna freak the fuck out. I'm gonna be scared and all that. And like I get it, but that's not me. I ain't gonna be scared of that. So like I feel like for me like why I got it was just the more so like I wasn't afraid about getting COVID and all that. Like I and not to say it isn't real. Like I've I've seen it. Like it's I have mm-hmm. homies in the hospital right now who have like been hit by COVID and all that. Oh, like people who've like died in the last like week who got. We had COVID and all that, family, friends, and stuff like that. So like, oh, it's real. Fuck. But like, um, I've never, I never really feared for myself with it. And I think because like, again, like twenty twenty, there was a lot more things I had afraid, be afraid of about dying than a fucking virus. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like I got a lot more like to be afraid of than a virus. Like y'all, the virus, I, y'all the y'all the corona. Like I'm trying to find a vaccine from y'all. Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> like fuck the virus. But um. Like with that, I was like, I was never really like afraid of the vaccine or like I was, I was always pro-choice in the matter. Like if you get it, dope. If you don't get it, dope. Like there's mm-hmm. no repercussions of both things. Like you ain't completely safe if you get the vaccine because you don't know what's going to happen years from now. Yeah. Like those things are still not known, you know, mm-hmm. and you just got to sit with that. You got to know that's the truth and know that you're not completely like rid of COVID. There's people who died who had, who got the shot, you know? Yeah. The, the, the likeliness of that is like 12 times like of not like of happening is very very slim but it still happens you know you got to sit with those things you know there's no absolute like you're gonna die either way you know Mm. so like for me because i wasn't afraid of dying i'm like okay like why do i want to get it i don't like man like just peace of mind that's the only reason why i want like if i get this i'm not gonna have to worry about like what the miss karen over here thinks is gonna affect my peace of mind and people would say that like oh are you just being weak-minded okay motherfucker i'm weak-minded like i'll say it like (laughs) that shit will affect my work like i'm not like I I won't I'll, I won't give a fuck about it, but it's always gonna be back in my head that this person's gonna like look at me in this type of way. So I'm like, man, if that's gonna fuck with my peace of mind, let me just get this joint then. Mm. You know, to get it because I'm like I, I know I'm gonna be good after I get it. You know, like and and it's just, it's just for the sake of just like not having to worry about like being like bothered. I guess yeah about it because like we're all gonna I think at some point like a lot of us are gonna have to gonna have to get it at some point like what well, not even like if it's pushed but just like if we're smart and we see people around us dying closer to us we gonna mm. get that bitch yeah yeah like, or if we get it and we just survive we're gonna get that like for sure you know yeah well and, and you know if i think you know personally if time you know if enough time passes and maybe the people who are you know creating the vaccine can have a little more uh you know credibility then i think maybe more people would be you know, yeah. myself included be more inclined to it but Mm, absolutely um, no you know i i, I appreciate uh, you know the conversation that you you know your podcast had i mm. thought it was really int- i didn't know that about um um the government testing vaccines on um blacks i didn't know that oh yeah that yeah yep mm-hmm, yeah it was the thing it really was <laughs> yep it's and that's the thing like it's like i understand what people are like creeped out about it because like just having that like where you testing out like animals it's just like it's it brings like it brings people's remembrance of, like, I don't know, like, again, like, people who are, like, thinking about Tuskegee and all that. Like, people say, like, oh, well, that happened whatever, wherever ago. Like, the, the repercussions were different. It's like, well, there was still, like, a distrust there, you know? It's like, when you hear that, it says that on animals like that. It's just like, man, like, this is weird, you know? So I get it. I definitely get it, you know? And yeah. some people people and some people are worried. Some people are ready to fight to the end of their life to, uh, to not get it and protest. And I'm like, well, you got that energy? Cool. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Let me yeah. just get this shot because I don't want to deal with no crazy motherfuckers in my face. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, we don't need to talk about this in depth because I think everybody's sick of it. But, 
I, I think, you know, it goes all back to dogmatism and, you know, the side, yeah. the ego. Mm-hmm. It, all these things are playing to the backs right exactly. now. It's just an extension mm-hmm. of it. Exactly. You see two egos. You have the anti-vax ego and the the vaxer ego. Like, they're just, oh, they're trying to fight each other now. It's just like, God yeah. damn, like, y'all, <laughs> y'all created a new type of, like, racism or something. <laughs> like, you guys are going to, like, you guys have, like, anti-vax only <laughs> signs over your restrooms and shit. <laughs> And have an anti-vax bus boycott. The vax bar found an anti-vax bar right. found. <laughs> Brown versus board of vaccination. <laughs> we got to integrate the uh, the black kids that was vaccinated <laughs> with the white kids that was vaccinated. <laughs> like y'all are ridiculous. <laughs> like y'all are trying to make anything a fight. Damn, anything. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. One more. Qu- sorry. One more question on this topic. Did do you worry about the uh, vaccine mandates and that like affecting us. Not really. I don't really care about it. I think <laughs> <laughs> like that's really bothering me. Like I see why people get bothered, but like I'm like, man, like like I don't know. I think that the more you feed into it, I think like the more it just makes it like mm. for me, like I understand the circumstance of it. Like as much as people hate it, like I mean like there's a there was a a virus that came here, like the government's response is to make this vaccine. Yeah, it was short time, yeah, like is the midst of craziness. Yeah, like, the government ain't worth being trusted. But, like, some things you got to just be able to, like, say, like, the government has done some good things, like, that we can trust. You know, it's just like, man, like, you know, okay, like, maybe I can trust the government this time. Like, y'all done some fucked up shit in the past, but you know what? I'm I'm in an abusive relationship with you at this point. Like, you hit me sometimes, call me a whore, and <laughs> you help me out some days. You know, like, I'll just trust this, you know? So it's just, like, one of those things where, like, I under, like I, I understand that like it's kind of, it's coming from a good place. I'm just like yeah, it's just a response to like something that happened. So I'm like man, like the man that I get, I get it. Though, like some people get too religious about it, but again, at its core, it's just it's just like these people who these people who are like pushing it, and, like encouraging it, are just like wanting to see a normal world. Though a normal world's not going to come back, but they want people to be able to be out amongst each other, and, like have this human connection again. You know, so I don't get bothered by it. I get it. I, it's yeah it's there's people who have their dogmatism about it but I'm like man at this point it's just gonna exist like y'all exist y'all are always gonna be dogmatic as long as you live by ego <laughs> I, yeah. I can't I can't keep, I can't keep trying to convince folks of that you know yeah I mean I guess ultimately what we you know like we like we've been saying in and out of it I guess yeah 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 I I, I struggle with uh I, I I wish I had your uh your fortitude and your attitude about all this because I I tend to I tend to get really worked up and upset pri- privately. Oh so. yeah, I just let the house. It's, it's funny because like Isaiah's Rashad's project, the house is burning. Mm. Like I feel like that's just, that's yeah. like something that I meditated on a lot last year too, with like the project of like, and this is where we die. Like just realizing like the place that like my house is burning right now. Like the place that I found so much security in is it's burning down. And like I feel like my forty two just came from just like okay, I'm gonna just let this baby burn. Like I'm gonna let this shit burn till it like falls to ash and I'm gonna fall out of it and die. But I'm gonna die with peace, I guess. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, if I just let the house burn and not try to fight this person back yeah. or that person back, like I'm cool. <laughs> I'm not gonna try to like make myself live in that again, like because responding to that is just living the ego, and, like it, and that's that's just been hell. For, you know, that's just like hell. We see it all the time, you know. So yeah, that's a that's an endless trap. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. I think I think everyone needs a little bit of ego. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to be, if you want to reach any kind of success, but I mean, that's a, uh, I think that's a small spoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, there's some, I, I just call it like confidence. Cause I tell people all the time, like my confidence, like it looks like ego, but it's the one that says like, 
like when it comes to like spoken word poetry, like I'm, I'm one of the best like at spoken word poetry. And when I say that, I could say that in the sense where like, I don't have an ego of saying like, I'm better than everybody else. It's like, no, like I'm good at what I do. Like if there's somebody who's as good as me, like in how I write and how I perform, like that's dope. Cause like they worked just as hard as I did. And I think that's dope. Like I have a confidence behind what I do. Like, Oh, I'm confident I can do things. Like as, as much as, as much as cynicism I had for myself being a teacher, I'm like, I can do this. Like <laughs> I've been doing this shit forever. Like, like I've, I've, I've like, I've, I've, I've taught like, in schools, like outside the state, outside the country, like I can do this. Like it's a confidence. It's not so much of a like oh, I'm 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 dope at what I do because I'm a teacher. Like it's like no, I, I'm dope at what I do because I have a dope energy. Like I, I just know how to like be here, you know. So awesome, I feel like man. it's it sounds like ego, but I think it's, it's just confidence. You know, I don't think there's something wrong with that. Yeah, like just be like I'm the shit at what I do, motherfucker. Like you can't fuck with this, and if you can, like that's dope. Now, like yeah, friends. <laughs> yeah, I think people that. um People that don't like that are not people who are successful. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, if you look at any successful person ever, mm-hmm. they they have that. They have some sense of, you know, I'm really fucking good at what I do, and I know I'm really fucking good at what I do. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've I've had to develop a certain sense of, uh, you know, uh, confidence for this podcast. Yeah. I think a lot of it comes from, you know, you know, time and time again, positive reinforcement. I think that mm. helps, but. yeah. You know, also seeing people, something for me, always being an anxious person that's been really uh, revealing about podcasting is like seeing someone across from me really not, not, <laughs> not saying you are, but like yeah, yeah. Um, being really nervous. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like yeah. if you're very something, you know, fidgeting or, you know, kind of being someone who's been socially anxious and been awkward in those situations, it yeah. puts, it gives me some perspective. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, it's, yeah, it's, it just, it kind of like, it kind of teaches you about yourself, you know, like in a sense. I don't feel wrong with that. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, shit, man. We've been going for about an hour and a half. Oh, uh, shit. It's getting dark out. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, you know, I wanted to ask you. I, I think I asked you before if you had anything you wanted to talk about or discuss. Um, here's the opportunity. Do you got anything? No, I think that's everything that I want. Everything I want to discuss, I actually kind of like, yeah. tied into that. Actually, so. oh, that's a sign of a good, a good conversation. That's bro. what I'm saying. Like, I, I knew I was gonna find a way to weave it in there. I was like, man, we're just gonna like go with it and like weave my shit in there. So, yeah. oh yeah, we have a good vibe, man. Uh, oh, you yeah. know, I, I really think we should uh, continue to do this in the future. Maybe even do our own podcast or something. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, man. I'm telling you, like, like I said, like with, with the biz tapes things, like there's like also like an opportunity with that. So like we'll. I think, yeah, we should definitely do that for sure. It's going to happen. Fuck yeah. Obs, where can people find you? Uh, Poetic Obs. Just uh, just follow my Instagram. And, like, literally, like, if you follow anybody who follows my Instagram, I'm, I'm, like, pretty good. I've made it, like, a practice of just, like, linking into everything that I do. And, like, you yeah. just get all that on one swoop. So just follow me on Poetic Obs, P-O-E-T-I-C-A-U-B-S. You also got stuff on Spotify, YouTube. Yep, Spotify, YouTube, and all that. Yeah, I have a couple projects coming out. Uh Hopefully this fall. I'm not going to promise anything because, again, like, I'm, I've been in this mode of just, like, being a teacher and, like, just being, like, a teacher and being, like, a student where, like, music's kind of, like, whatever comes out. So if it yeah. comes out this fall, it comes out this fall. Uh, and y'all hear it. <laughs> hey, you got to release it once done, you know? Yeah, exactly. If you hear it, you'll hear it. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Hey, man, it's been a real pleasure um, doing this all today or, you know, Providing us with the both the room for the recording session and doing this. Um, oh yeah, it's, it's all over. Awesome, it's I, fun. I truly feel like I'm like Howard Stern or someone like you know Joe Rogan. Hey. I got a real legit thing. So that's thank dope, you for man. giving me the opportunity. Oh, that's love, bro. Yeah, we'll do more, man. We got to. Oh yeah, for sure. All right, man. All right. Yep. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. We're doing everybody. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode with 
Obs, Aubrey, um, pleasure as always. It was really, it was really a pleasure to uh, do it in that studio. I really felt like I was fucking, you know, a late night talk show host or you know some bougie ass podcaster. Uh, the opportunity to be able to do pod in there was um, excellent. Uh, Aubrey has a lot of connections in the area, and that um, helps him as well as me. So that's awesome. Stay tuned. Next weekend, we're going to have uh, Bree Perkins on the show. It's going to be another upload. Um, the weekend we are uploading this is when we're going to be filming that because we had a, another drop. Another drop. This is the year of drops. But, you know, I think, I think every year there's always a handful of jackasses who, you know, for like a brief moment, they're like, hey, yeah, podcast might be fun. And then three months later, they're like, yeah, no. But, you know, that's why that's why I'm not doing, like, a ton of podcasts in advance. Like, I'm not scheduling shit three, four months out again. I'm not doing it. Um, I got a tentative list of people that have hit me up and I want to have come on. And that's how that's going to work. Uh, and that, I mean, I still have guests booked through October. So I'm still gonna be doing this for. I, I and you know I get, I probably won't even get to everybody because I got people that I want to have back on, along with people that have been hitting me up and I think could be um, good additions to the show. Also, I want to expand outside of music. Um, I want to, you know, I want to have people that are more, you know, in politics or comedians or you know entrepreneurs, maybe painters that kind of stuff i really you know we're kind of in we've kind of been in this realm of hip-hop rap which is fine i mean that's a that's a great medium um but you know i don't want it to get repetitive i don't want this show to just be oh hey coleman had a another rapper on the podcast shocking you know i i i want it to be a variety show in a sense um so yeah i hope you guys enjoyed and stay safe all that uh be smart and have a good night peace